Indeed, Niner Jonathan Smith has come home. As Jonathan returns, so does the Joe Beaver Show with the familiar names. His name is Mike. Mike Parker. You do know him, don't you? And... But John isn't Torment. John isn't Davos or the Red Woman or Stannis, for that matter. John is John. And their familiar means of wailing guests. Get that fellow's number! Get his number! But it's one number Nine. that we rally around as we welcome you to the Joe Beaver Show on 1240 Joe Radio. Hey, it's good to be back home again. Yes, it is. It is good to be home. And it'll be good to have John, although the Joe Beaver Show, we won't get to experience working together until we reconvene in August. But John will be back uh, on the morning show Monday morning. That's the plan, and we look forward to hearing him again. I, I agree with so many of you that text, John, I see them coming through on the University Honda text line. Mornings just aren't the same without them. And I find no disrespect to anyone. And as Romy says, when you're about to say no disrespect, the disrespect's about <laughs> to occur. But I, I find myself not listening really much at all. And that's not, and I mean this in the truest sense, I don't mean to disrespect whomever it is that's whatever show we're carrying. It's just what we sort of get accustomed to and used to and appreciate and like and all of that. And, and, John has done such a great job over the years with a clue morning update that and turned it into uh, a conversation with friends and, and his own approach to the show has been well, so well received and he's been in the market for so long doing such a great job that it's just difficult to adjust to anything else. That's all I'm saying. To you. We're, we're very routine oriented people, Mike, and it'd just be like the same thing as, is are people going to listen to to Rome in the eleven o'clock hour when we're done next week? As much, maybe not. I mean, I I might. I think Rome's hilarious, but I do. Too. I, I understand people. You know, they want to hear us. They don't want to hear the national sports talk. Who will not talk about Oregon State or the state of Oregon unless it's you know James in Portland or Old Trapper beef jerky. <laughs> <laughs> I was glad to hear him say that he has. He said, I've talked to members of the family. I know what the business is. Hey, I raised my hand. We did too. So do we. We know Ole. <laughs> anyway, that's cool. It was good to establish that connection with uh, the Joe Beaver show and uh, Jim Rome on the national level with his, uh, with his excellent show. I'm looking around for a piece of paper here, and I feel like Jimmy Wilson the other day at the end <laughs> Jim works so hard, and it's so clear in his preparations for broadcasts. But it is sort of old-fashioned, as, as I am, TJ. You guys who operate and can find things, just you know, pushing a couple of buttons on your iPad or whatever, here you go. Jim and I, Jim's born in 1960. I'm born in 58. We both try to function in the modern world and do to some extent. Mm -hmm. 
with the technology that's available, but we also have a lot of paperwork, things we've written down. He types out a lot of stuff. I handwrite things. But the other day he had, I don't know if you were listening, you might have been on the board of the post. He said, well, I'm looking for it. He was just shuffling through every conceivable piece of paper looking for, I think, a tournament bracket and results and scores that he'd written down and what, what it all meant going forward. And as he was scuffling and scrambling and looking, I looked down, and it was underneath his seat. <laughs> it had fallen underneath his seat. So when we came back out of a break, I, I produced the piece of paper, the tournament bracket or whatever, and then he, he worked off of it. What I was looking for, and I had this information I wanted to share, and I may need to, to hit it on a break because it's no longer here for some reason. But I wanted to highlight the fundraiser coming up this weekend for Scott Schuler and Scott's family. The Chili Cook, the, uh, the VFW, and others getting involved with a very important event. Scott just recently went through a very challenging time medically and some bills, medical bills that insurance didn't fully cover from, from what I, I don't know the whole story there. I just know that some people who have, speaking of, of people in the community that have meant a lot to listeners through the years, Scott and Angie and the Schuler family, wow. I don't know how many years it is now. I'd, I'd actually kind of like to know, but there's a fundraiser for Scott and his family Saturday and I'll have the exact details again in front of me. You can hear me now. I'm shuffling through. I had it here, and I asked specifically it's, for it it's to over be written there. down. It's over there. You think it is? I think it is. Didn't yeah, I think it is, get, too. We put but, it over there yesterday. Did we well, not? you, yeah. I mean, two days ago, yeah. in fact. Front and center, and now it's not here. So I will get that worked on and get the exact details. Some of you may even know as we speak, and if you do, there you go. Feel free to call on the Downward Dog phone line. 497-5356, or text the accurate information on the University Honda text line. Where, when, uh, the exact, that was a, I think we stumbled into that call, TJ, and dropped the phone. And, I think we might have gotten butt dialed. Yeah. Either that or they hung up when I dropped the phone. So if you <laughs> yeah. if you didn't mean to call right yeah. there, please call back, because I had uh, I have butterfingers. Now, here morning. in the meantime... We, we have an hour together today and tomorrow. We've reached out to Auburn people and have heard nothing back. I do have a conversation that I was able to record yesterday with Kaylee Mitchell, who tonight will compete in a heat at Hayward Field at 614. Grace Featherstoner, her teammate at 602, the 3,000-meter uh, steeplechase national finals, the preliminaries tonight, two heats with 10 runners in, I believe, or 12 in, in each heat, and the top five in each heat advanced to the championship round on Saturday. And I think, and Louis Quintana thinks so too, they're both in pretty good shape to advance. And I talked to Kaylee Mitchell yesterday. It was kind of a waylay job. We waylay people here. We, we find them when we can. I had been reaching out to both student-athletes for a few days now, but their practice window is during the Joe Beaver show mm -hmm. every day. Yep. And that's part of the reason we haven't been able to get more athletes on. It's just not convenient for them. It isn't for us. But yesterday in going over to Goss stadium at Coleman field to watch a little practice, to test some equipment for you 
Are we close to being able to officially announce what you're doing I, tomorrow I night? Believe, yeah, I was going to say, I believe we can say it. Okay, then I, believe I went set. over to test some equipment to make sure you're all set. I'm excited about this. Uh, tomorrow night, TJ, what do you got? Well, we're doing the Corrales Knights uh, not opener. It'll right. just be our first game that we're going to air on 1240 Joe Radio tomorrow, 7 o'clock in Portland against the Pickles. And you'll be calling it. Yep. It'll, I'm, I'm thrilled. Yeah. I'm thrilled to do it. it. Congratulations. Yeah. That's great. How much baseball play-by-play have you done? Oh, I'd say I have probably uh, – I had two seasons in the Cape. Uh, Doing full a full season yeah, each full, summer? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so that's so, good experience. I was going to say, I don't know, I have 150-ish, 150, mm-hmm. maybe 200 total. That's I don't a, know, lot there's a lot of reps. That's A lot good. of games, yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited to do it. Good. Yeah. And we look forward to that. And there may be you know, some other games and opportunities if the Beavers uh, win – the Super Regional this weekend against Auburn, then that means a trip back to the heartland and, and I'll be gone and there'll be other night's games when they're not in direct conflict. I, I think you may be called upon again. So yeah, good luck with that tomorrow. Yeah. But while while over there going to Goss, I stopped by the track, the White Track and Field Center. I always want to say the Alexander White Track and Field Center, and I, I, I don't even, because I've had Alexander White in my head for a long time, reading the old uh, Scottish divine, I believe, from the 19th century in England, brilliant rhetorician, uh, C.S. Lewis, uh, uh, just kind of an aside of C.S. Lewis years ago that I read. He said, Alexander White, very strangely broad-minded and very well worth reading. And I'd never heard of this Alexander W-H-Y-T-E before, Alexander White. But because Lewis referred to him and recommended him, then I found White and I find him very entertaining. Uh, Inspiring, stimulating, provoking, challenging, but entertaining in his own way, in his hyperbolic way. No matter who he's talking about, he'll say, Bo Jackson the greatest two-sport athlete that the world has ever seen. And then, you know, in an, I'm just using, I'm saying White it was usually, he was preaching, he was a famous preacher, so he would talk about, you know, the greatest sinner or the greatest saint or the greatest person or the greatest preacher. Or the, but no matter who he was talking about on that particular subject, everyone was the most profound, the most inspiring, the greatest figure of that century. And then you read a few pages later and he would say, Jim Thorpe, the greatest athlete of all time. So a little bit Bill Walton-esque in the entertainment sense. And thus, the White Track and Field Center for me is always going to be in my mind. The Alexander White Track and Field Center, and it isn't. I know that. But I drove over to the White Track and Field Center, sat outside, and because Grace had said that their practice times are essentially 11 to 2, Got there around 115, 120, expecting to see them finishing up. Nobody there. Empty. Empty like the house Burt Lancaster comes to at the end of the swimmer, banging on the door, looking at the empty tennis courts. It was sad. It felt it was kind of an empty, sad feeling. Nobody there at all. Uh, everybody was out of town. So I'm looking around. So I texted uh, both of them. Grace had family responsibilities, but Kaylee said, ah, I'm running an errand, but I'm, I could swing back by the White Track and Field Center. So were they practicing? or They, they, they were, were done. They were done. Yeah, they were done. There was a shorter workout yeah. than usual, but they weren't available during the 11 to 12 window yeah. to, to get to all of that. So I met Kaylee, uh, Kaylee Mitchell, Sprague High School, competing tonight, and I got a, a few minutes with her, uh, recorded, sent to you, and we'll play it 
uh, before this hour is over. And I, I know she'll have all of the backing of uh, Beaver Nation tonight, as will Grace Featherstone in New, Mes- uh, New Westminster, British Columbia. Her family was coming in. What a great opportunity for them to get to see their daughter at Hayward. And, and certainly Kaylee will have family and friends down the road from the Salem area. So Kaylee Mitchell talking about her quest uh, to make the national finals and for the Beavers to score points in a track event in the nationals for the first time since 1986. So it's cool, and we'll hear from Kaylee in a little bit. That'll be good. PJ, what else? Uh, Bo Jackson. I mentioned Bo. When I say that name to you, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, he's before your time, but yeah. what? when I say Bo Jackson, what do you think? Amazing athlete who... Um, unfortunately, got hurt. Okay. Things we, you know, things that were I you theoretically could say yes, it was in control that tackle. I think it was on Monday Night Football. I forget who tackled him for behind and dislocated his hip. And he was so str- he was such an incredible athlete that when whoever it was that tackled him, like Bo kept running. And like rip the hip out of its socket or whatever it was, regardless, injuring him. So he was a shell of his former self for the rest of his career. But when we see, Bo, uh, to my knowledge, when we see Bo Jackson like healthy and full peak athletic form, he's like one of the rare people who is a hall who could be a hall of famer in multiple sports. I, I yeah, I have that. Right. That image in my mind of him leading off the all-star game with a home run to dead center a field, one. a long one. Yeah. He killed the ball or when he, you know, he catches the ball in the outfield and sprints up the sprints up the fence and then runs back down, yes. or, you know, breaking off a big run. Yeah. And the, the, uh, amazing arm too. Yeah. I mean, yeah, indeed from a tool standpoint, not many, no. not many built like him. No. And, uh, just one of the more gifted in, athletes we've ever seen yeah now i and where did he go to college auburn yes yeah he and frank thomas yep that's it those are two pretty good dudes to have frank thomas alumni charles barkley yeah yeah right. charles chuck didn't pick up a baseball bat that would be funny that would be a good visual i read <laughs> i think of chuck in the commercial whatever it is what what product is being sold when the kids are picking teams and the little girl says, I'll take him, and Barkley celebrates. Yeah, I know. I still got it. What is the company? Uh, Thank you. That's so Drawing how, a blank. How effective is the commercial, then? Uh, not quite as effective as you think. Un, not as effective as the Bo Knows campaign, which you've probably never heard of, or have you? Bo Knows. Uh, I think, yeah, I have, yeah. Not, not, not buried in my brain. So you don't have all the images of one of the great moments in the history of Television advertising is the Bo Nose campaign with Gretzky slide, uh, skating up on his skates, looking at the camera and just shaking his head and saying no. And I don't need to say anything more than to a generation of people that saw that commercial and appreciated it because <laughs> it was just brilliantly conceived. I think that's a Wyden and Kennedy Nike commercial, and it's one of the best ever mm-hmm. in sports commercial history, right? Anybody out there agree, disagree, want to throw a couple of others in if you want. But if I say Bo Jackson, you know, just kind of throw it out there, what comes to mind? And and I'm looking forward to 
been oh. able to talk a little bit about them this weekend mm-hmm. with Big Jim Wilson on the Super Regional because it's Auburn for the first time ever. The Beavers are playing Auburn. We thus have an excuse to to occasionally we talk mainly about the game and what's happening in the game, but occasionally references to other things going on or the history of mm-hmm. a particular institution, university, some of their famous athletes. Bo Jackson, a transcendent mm-hmm. athlete of our time, and we'll get to talk to him about him a little bit. This so I'll say one more memory of Bo Jackson. I, I did mention the Monday Night Football, but CVB sort of stirred it up and, and now makes me remember him running over Brian Bosworth of the Seahawks on Monday moment. Night Football. Yeah. Yeah. It was before was, you were born. Yes, it was. But you've seen the, have you I seen have, the clip? Yeah, and he goes for over 200 yards in that game, and, and the Seahawks just abs- get run over. And Bo runs into the tunnel. Right, <laughs> so it's incredible in the kingdom. So that's good stuff, man. And there, there's good Frank Thomas stories too. I learned a, a few Frank Thomas stories when I was in the Cape. He played a summer there. Oh, okay. And he played. I think he did play for the Orleans Firebirds, and the Orleans Firebirds play at a field, but that's about as old as Goss, give or take. Hmm. Eldritch Park. It was uh, 1908. Okay. It's some written somewhere in my scorebook. I've written it down. So I believe it was a playoff game and Frank Thomas comes to the plate and he hits three home runs to all to three different fields. Again, remember, he's like a college kid at this point. And Eldridge Park, I, I, I don't know if any of our listeners have been to the Cape, seen a Cape League game. It, it, you know, it's the West Coast League, but, you know, it is the premier summer collegiate league. And that the the parks are pretty unique. The park I called games for the Whitey Red Sox. Their center field fence was 352 feet. Mm-hmm. Eldridge Park was about 430 something. It was like a deep triangle. Mm-hmm. And there's a story about him hitting a home run to dead center field with a wood bat as a college player. And you know I've I've seen many games at that park. I've not seen many people get even close to it. Mm-hmm. But Frank Thomas goes left field, dead center field, like nearly nearly mm-hmm. straight away into the into that corner of of four hundred and thirty something feet in dead center field, and the other way to right field. And it you know one yeah. of the uh, one of you know many stories I was able to pick up on when I was there. It's impressive. Pretty cool. Good work. He was a good one. Good work on your part to find that, and, and I'm sure. Uh, sprinkle it in along the way before we break if any of you have reflections on Bo, the commercial the barkley what is it how good can the commercial be i laugh barkley makes me laugh when he pumps his fist in the air but yeah i know i still got it and he's you know kind of taunting the other little kids there barkley is just flat out funny like when he beats up barney on saturday night live it's funny he's funny plows over barney in a one-on-one game I think I know which one it is. Yeah, you think. What do you got? Is it Dick's Sporting Goods? I don't know. I don't think. That doesn't sound right, but I don't know. Let's see. This looks like ones where kids would choose him. Let me skip through this. Okay, here. it makes me laugh. No. It makes me laugh. Nope. But. And oh, for one. Oh, but that's not it? That is not it. Okay, no. but Barkley <laughs> is, is very good in that. But when I think about Auburn, he comes to mind first. Somebody says Auburn, I think him first. Barkley. Barkley, yeah, Auburn. Barkley yeah. yeah, I mean, he would be he's on Auburn, TV all Barkley. the time. Yeah. yeah, he's on TV all the time. It makes it easy. I like him. Yes. I've always liked him. And he's funny. And he is funny, and he he did an interview with us on the on the in the Portland radio market, just called his hotel. I said, let's call. I know where the – I saw the Sixers are staying at Champions downtown at the Marriott. Let's call. Yeah, the room of Charles Barkley, please, and they patch us through. Hello? 
can you come on the show? And almost for the moment he did. And that's, a, you know, I just have always been indebted to him for that. And he was funny in that context and, and was accessible and available. That's early mm-hmm. 90s in Portland. Yeah. So he, he's always been a guy I've liked because of that. And just he makes me laugh. Still don't know what the product he's pitching in that particular commercial is. But the thing about Bo Jackson that didn't quite happen that people thought it might. Jackson shows baseball first. And I remember in the mid-80s, I was down the road in Eugene, and the Kansas City Royals were an affiliate. I was doing the the Royal uh, the, the Eugene Emeralds that season, and there was even hope and thought that they might, when Kansas City drafted Bo Jackson, that he might make his professional debut as a member of the Eugene Emeralds in Eugene. And everybody, oh, my. The, the 86 Heisman Trophy winner could be playing baseball for the Eugene Emeralds, and we get to call games and maybe even get to talk to them. I mean, it was an incredible thought. But what the baseball world was so agog and excited about then, some of you may recall this, was here's a football, king football, had already risen into its kingdom. It had come into its kingdom. But, there, but baseball was still more relevant in a sense and popular in the mid-80s than it is now. But there was this belief amongst baseball people across the board that for Bo to choose baseball over football. Now, eventually he got to football, too, as we've already talked about and we well remember. But do any of you remember the baseball world being that excited that Bo Jackson has chosen to begin a professional baseball career over that of the NFL. So wasn't Major League Baseball back then in the 80s, weren't they, they were a notch ahead of the NFL at Mm -hmm. that point, were they not? I would say not, no, not by the mid-80s. Okay. Football had risen but and and surpassed baseball. Yeah. That happened. But the gap was much closer. The gap was closer. I would say baseball lost its primacy. It began to happen in the late 60s and into the mid-70s and the late, but Again, I don't have numbers in front of me to say, well, football's ratings and all of this began to, but by the mid eighties and by the time Bo said yes to baseball, football was above baseball in the national sporting queue. It just was. And that's why it was considered such a big deal that with football's uh, primacy that Bo chose baseball and they thought the baseball people thought, now this is going to lead. People are going to want to be like Bo, and be, Bo has chosen baseball. It makes baseball cool again. It never really had that kind of slowdown drag effect on the NFL or the, the best athletes and so on gravitating to football. They still did, and baseball is, has been playing catch-up for a long time. And you always just wonder, what, like, what would Bo have done if he just played baseball? Right. That- now, I feel like... After we saw him play football as well, it would have been maybe a slight waste of his talent. Maybe maybe just a little bit, because we know he would have easily been a Hall of Fame running back. Easily, if he just stayed healthy. Which, mm-hmm. I guess of all positions, if you want to stay healthy, running back should probably be your last option, by far. But he was a running back, and he was great at it. But it's like, man, could he have done like you know 500 home runs? And right. How many steals? I mean, yeah. he's also the fastest guy <laughs> on the field yeah. at all times, despite being, you know, the size of, you know, a, run, a, a, a running back who, who could just run right through you. I mean, it's incredible. I've had a book for many years called The Biographical History of Baseball. And before we break, we'll come back with the Kaylee Mitchell conversation. And any thoughts, text, and 
contributions you may have, feel free at 497-5356. We'll have the Scott Schuler details, too, after the break. 497-5356. The entry on Bo Jackson. And the next entry, by the way, is Joe Jackson, then Reggie Jackson. But it's a Jack- good list. J, the letter J, the first entry in this biographical history of baseball is Bo Jackson. Here's the opening paragraph, and it captures what you just talked about. Here's what the writers say. Jackson's insistence on playing professional baseball and football simultaneously cost him stardom in both sports when he incurred a serious hip injury. Although he eventually returned to the diamond with an artificial hip, His drastically reduced speed erased predictions of being a dominant force in baseball while making it impossible for him to reappear at all on the gridiron. Now, is it wrong to say he should still be in the Hall of Fame of one of them? Because he's not. No, he's not, and it's probably wrong to say that he should be. Yeah, I mean, mean, he didn't, on the field, no, but you just look at him. Well, (laughs) no, looking at him, yes. Uh, and the very fact that he's still talked about in these reverent, hallowed tones, is that enough to warrant the Hall? I remember arguing with Ken Go many years ago when he said Roger Maris should be in the Hall of Fame. We, we were at a Portland Beavers game somewhere. Roger Maris should be in the Hall of Fame. I said, Kenny, Kenny, <laughs> he had one great year, a great year. And he said, yes, and, and, I, and he had three or three good years, one great year. I mean, I think the arc was 39, 61, 33, 26 in terms of home runs. That's four good years if you put the 26 in there. But his batting average was fairly low, and he struck out a lot. I said, Ken. Yeah, probably not. And here's what Goh's retort was. I said, you know, the Hall of Fame is for people with, you know, sustained excellence through through the years, Mm -hmm. great seasons through a lot of years, or Mm -hmm. like Koufax, five amazing seasons in a row that you can't deny. And he said, Kenny was just wanting to be argumentative. He'll be at the Hayward mm-hmm. field. I'm sure tonight, but Ken go said, well, call it the hall of sustained excellence. Then not the hall of fame, because by the hall of fame standards, he should be in with the 61 mm-hmm. and your argument, Jackson, almost on, on Ken goes lines of, of reasoning could be in on those types. Of yeah, I guess if you go off of fame, can you write can you write the story of baseball without this player? Without Bo Jackson? That's a good question. Yeah. Could you yeah. write it without Robert Ma- Roger Maris? No. No, you no, can't. No, absolutely That's not. That's a good point. You can't. Excellent. Can he go driving to Hayward Field? You're right. Let's take a break. We'll come back with uh, Kaylee Mitchell, who's driving down to Hayward Field later. That's the beauty of getting to compete down the road. Grace and Kaylee get to stay home and just take the little leisurely trip down the road. Where This will be their fifth competition at Hayward this spring in the NCAA championships. In the steeplechase, we're proud of Kaylee. We'll hear her thoughts next on 1240 Joe Radio. We set them up. You knock them down. Tired of staying home? Are you ready to get out and enjoy an activity that is safe and fun? Join a summer league at Highland Bowl. Check out their league schedule at highlandbowl.com and find a day and time that's just right for you and your friends. Don't be left in the gutter. Join a summer league at Highland Bowl today. Highland Bowl, North 9th Street in Corvallis. We set them up. You knock them down.
Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation change? Hi, I'm former Oregon State athlete Tim Ewis, your Corvallis Edward Jones financial advisor. When we work together, we'll focus on what's important to you. We'll use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And we'll partner to help your strategy stay on track. Contact me today, 541 8245 Edward Jones, member SIPC. Now's the time to get a great deal on proven Kubota farming equipment, tractors that are adaptable and versatile, hay tools that are backed by a two-year warranty, and durable sidekick utility vehicles and SSV skid steers. The Kubota agriculture lineup is built right, built ready. Right now, bring home select Kubota equipment for zero down, 0% APR for up to 60 months. Now through June 30th, visit KubotaUSA.com for full details. Your local Kubota dealer is Lynn Benton Tractor on Highway 99E in Tangent. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project but have finally decided to take a leap and get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood, and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering, and go Beavs! Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Need your auto glass repaired or replaced? Need to recalibrate your advanced car safety system? Don't call that 800 number. Call the glass man. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Here's what we're going to do. It's a little unusual, but we're going to, I cannot find the paperwork pages running around the halls trying to get the exact details, but I've been hearing on our stations within the bi-coastal family, I've been hearing a promo run and we're going to listen to that together. Thank you, Paige. And we'll have this also handy. So by request, a promo that I just say, this is all on behalf of Scott and Angie and their beautiful, wonderful family and how you can help and we can all help this weekend. Let's listen to this together, then we'll come back to Kaylee Mitchell. VFW Post 584 in Albany is having a chili cook-off benefiting Scott Schuler this Saturday from noon till 9 at 1469 Timber Street in Albany. There will be tactical vehicles, cornhole, a dunk tank, raffle and prizes, and live music from 3.30 until 9. Chili will be served from noon until 3.30. Admission just 10 bucks. The chili cook-off is sponsored by Linked Up Vets, the Oregon Jamboree, Hammerquist Plumbing and Mechanical, the Army National Guard, the Lynn County Sheriff's Department, American Legion Post 51, Hendricks Heating, Game Time Sports Bar and Grill, VFW W Post 584 and KRKT. We'll see you there. Thanks to Angie for that. Again, that's noon to nine Saturday, the VFW Hall, 1469 Timber Street in Albany. Hope that you're able to, to make it out. Uh, and this will help a, a tremendous family, uh, friends in our community. 
Scott Schuler and family, if you're able to make it out and make a contribution of some sort and enjoy uh, all of the things that Angie just talked about, the music, the live music, the great food, and proceeds will go directly to help offset the tremendous cost of the recent medical bills that Scott and Angie incurred in his uh, fight, and he's gotten through it and doing great. It's good. That's good news, but you can certainly help. BFW Post 584, the Chili Cook-Off, benefiting Scott and Angie and family, uh, noon to 9, 1469 Timber Street in Albany this Saturday. Now, this may, there may be some redundancy here when I say welcome back to the Joe Beaver Show. I'm here with Kaylee Mitchell, but we're just going to play it, uh, play it, uh, TJ, as, as I, I hope you took the 3-2-1 countdown out. Right. Well, uh, it may be there. Let's let's screen first. Okay. <laughs> I always go three, two. So you, you, you got it cued to the right spot. And at one point it was rather cute. She had her dog Pancake with her. And we were conducting this interview outside and Pancake at one point went wandering off. You won't notice it during the conversation, but I had to get up. Pancake went around a corner and disappeared, and Kaylee was a little concerned about it. So she gets up, and I keep the line of questioning going until she's gathered Pancake back up into her arms and sits back down and then held on to Precious Pancake for the rest of the interview. Here's the conversation with Kaylee, who's competing tonight at Hayward Field in the prelims in the 3,000-meter steeplechase at the NCAA Nationals down the road. Come back into the Joe under somewhat unusual circumstances. It's an honor to visit with Kaylee Mitchell getting ready tonight for a preliminary. Now, we're conducting the interview on a Wednesday afternoon, but for the purposes of this radio interview, Kaylee, you're getting ready to run in a heat tonight at 614 to try to qualify for the finals on Saturday in the 3,000-meter steeplechase in the national championships at Hayward Field. First of all, congratulations to you and to Grace Featherstone. What is this, What the build-up to all of this, what's it been like for you? It's been really fun, especially getting to do it with Grace. Um, yeah, there hasn't really been anything that's different, although I would say I think that the championship races are almost the most fun, and sometimes they can be the less stressful because it's not like, like we've made it, you know, and... So all there's left to do is what we just say, just vibe (laughs) and then run really hard uh, tonight. Coach Quintana has said, Louie has said that to get in, his quote is, you don't have to do anything, quote, spectacular or out of the ordinary to get to the finals. Do you kind of view it that way? Um, yes and no. I mean, it's not like we have to really do anything. We don't have to change who we are or fitness level or anything like that. Um, I mean, it is a very competitive field, um, so it will be really challenging to make the final. Um, But yeah, I I would agree that we don't have to change anything or do anything that's out of our reach, you know, to to make it. Do you feel like, you know, to train for a championship race and you've had some time to think about it, too much time? Is it the right amount of time? Do you feel like just where you are, with your body and your mind and all of that going into this event, you feel good about the buildup? Has it almost been too long since you last competed or, or about right? No, I think it's great. Um, for championship season, it seems kind of like it's every couple weeks. Um, so we, you know, push our bodies. And for me, it's a very emotional 
experience as well whenever I race. Um, so then it's nice to have a weekend to kind of like decompress and then do it again and then decompress and do it again. So I, I really like the flow of things uh, in that sense. I was hoping to be able to visit with Grace as well. Grace Featherstone is in the first heat. You said it's exciting to be able to do this with her. You guys are in different heats. You're both trying to qualify for the finals. You're cheering for her. She's cheering for you. How competitive are both of you with each other? And how much do you push each other? Oh, it's it's a really fun and healthy competitiveness. I mean, I wouldn't be able to do the running things that I've been able to do if it weren't for her. And um, yeah, we're, we feel very, very lucky and, and grateful that we have each other to train with. And it is fun to have, you know, get to practice being competitive at practice. Um, so it's not as unfamiliar like when you go to a race, because some people who don't have training partners, the only time they get to practice being competitive is during a race. Um, but we get to do that at practice um, in a really fun way. Yeah. So it's been awesome. No, that's great. And what, what I wonder, too, when you talk about familiarity, uh, Kaylee, and, and that is the familiarity with the venue, this amazing venue of Hayward Field. From what I understand, this may be the fifth time you've competed there this season, So, and you've been there before. So tell me a little bit about your thoughts on the venue and how how glad you are, in a sense, to be at home for this, in a sense. Yeah, I think it's the, the perfect setup because it is a track that we are both familiar with. And we've gone through the whole process of checking in beforehand, then having them escort us down underneath and going through that whole process. So it's not, it's it's familiar. It's not an overwhelming new experience that we kind of have to, you know, calm our nerves through since we've been through it. Um, but then it also, it's close enough to where we can sleep in our own beds right, and, right. and stay home and stay in a routine. But then it doesn't just feel like we're going to practice because it's at like our home track. It's, mm-hmm. it's so we still have to travel a little right. bit to get there. So I really like um, that it's there for those reasons. And I think it plays to both me and Grace's advantage, which is nice. Very nice. No, it's really nice. I've also talked, I think to you and maybe Grace and others about a bit of a wow factor that your first time through into Hayward can give you. And maybe you had it the first time through, but you've been there enough now while you still look around, it's impressive. But it's also just a track that you go run your race at too, yeah. right? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, when when you're racing, at least for me, I don't think about where I am that I'm racing and I think about racing. Yeah. <laughs> so it is nice that I am familiar and it's not this huge new thing. It's just like, I'm like, oh, I've done this <laughs> many times now. <laughs> Kaylee Mitchell, our, our guest here on the Joe Beaver Show. Kaylee, we're so proud of you and excited for you and the opportunity Grace have. What does it say about the program and and where you guys as a program are? And you still plan, from what I understand, to compete a couple of more years, but we're doing this interview just a stone's throw away from the White Track and Field Center. There are improvements coming there. How excited are you just about the state of affairs in the program? I'm really excited. I have been so honored to get to be a part of you know, building the program and starting from the bottom and and working our way up. And I'm really excited to have new stands this summer. So hopefully more people will come out and watch our home meet and show the beef some support. Um, Yeah, just super grateful to be a part of the team. Um, And, you know, really, when I came here, I 
truly, truly believed in Louie and he has never once let me down. And, um, yeah, so I love, love what this team has, has brought me and it's fun. When you talk about, you know, proud to be here and excited to be here and compete for Louie, you're just, just up the road at Sprague, but you began your collegiate career at Seattle Pacific worked your way eventually back home, so to speak. Tell us, we've talked about this before, but remind me a little bit again of how that journey kind of, uh, how that went and how you ended up here after stopping first at Seattle Pacific. Yeah, Seattle Pacific just ended up not being a very good fit for me. Um, and so I wanted to, to transfer and I came and visited OSU and met with Louie. And I feel like a lot of coaches can try to sell you on like the stuff, especially if it's a big program, um, on the stuff that they can offer you. And Louis didn't talk about stuff. He talked about relationships and what he could do for me and what I could do for the team. And that was, that, that showed a lot to me. And I really, really liked that. Um, and I wanted to be a part of a growing program and help develop something really cool and special because that's more meaningful to me. Um, so yeah, that's that's in a nutshell yeah. why I chose OSU. That's well said, and it sounds very uh, the Beaver way in so many of our programs here, and I'm glad that you've been able to live that out. Last two things. One is just the race strategy itself. I mean, it, it, and it, is it just another race in the sense of something you've done a lot, but because of the competitive field and, and knowing you want to get into the final Saturday, be among the top five finishers in your heat. I mean, is there an extra amount of pressure or adrenaline at all, knowing that maybe you've got to be a little quicker at the start? You change your strategy at all? No, no. The plan is to just vibe as long as I can. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And to be able to do so with your grace, uh, part of the reason I don't think she can be here with us is she's meeting family coming in from New Westminster, British Columbia. That's the Pacific Northwest, but it's a little further than Sprague. So how excited are you to have family, friends, people at Hayward cheering you on? I'm really excited. I It's just nice to know that I have people who love and support both Grace and I and like no matter how it ends up going, um, I know those people love and support us because of who we are, and that really means a lot to me. Um, so yeah, it's special. Well, we're proud. I was just uh, going to wrap it up there. I said we're proud. We are. That was Kaylee Mitchell yesterday, getting ready to compete tonight at Hayward. She's in the second heat at six fourteen. Grace in the first at six oh two. The top five finishers in heat in each heat will come back, uh, come back and compete in the finals Saturday at Hayward. Tremendous accomplishment for Grace Featherstona and Kaylee Mitchell. We'll take a final break. We have time for a call. If you have anything you'd like to share, a text, 497-5356. I say Bo Jackson, and you say? Bonos. What a great campaign it was. And what is Charles Barkley trying to sell me when he makes me laugh, but I don't know what it is. 497-5356-1240 Joe Radio.
If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, there are benefits and services available to you at Lynn County Veterans Services. You've earned them. Use them. Call 541-926-3882 and take advantage of what you've earned. Home loans, disability compensation, health care, transportation, and more. Lynn County Veterans Services is here to help you. If you are a veteran and live in Lynn County, call 541-926-3882 and thank you for serving your country. Lynn County Veterans Services, serving our local veterans. Hey, this is Randy Holmes. We're still getting fired up down here at the Anchor Beaver Grill. Introducing Throwdown Thursday with country line dancing beginning at 8 p.m. Can't dance but want to learn? They'll teach you a new dance every week. Don't forget our Tuesday night trivia beginning at 7 o'clock. Wednesday nights featuring all-you-can-eat spaghetti dinner for 7 bucks, and get the best prime rib dinner in town every Friday night. So let's get fired up and have some fun down here at the Anchor Beaver on 4th Street in downtown Corvallis. Unified Insurance Group is your local independent insurance agency in Corvallis. They represent numerous insurance companies and specialize in auto, home, and business insurance. See Mike Eves, Taylor Starr, and Tom Worth. They'll help find an insurance plan that works best for you. If you're looking for auto, home, or business insurance, see the Unified Insurance Group, 320 Southwest 3rd Street in downtown Corvallis. They're your hometown team, always putting you first. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. Need your auto glass repaired or replaced? Need to recalibrate your advanced car safety system? Don't call that 800 number. Call the glass man. For auto glass solutions, better call the glass man. Call 541-760-2277. Call the glass man. When it's more than just your lawn, it deserves the Kubota Z400. Get a head-turning offer on class-leading speed, agility, simple deck height adjustments, and a quality cut. When you need comfort and performance, then you need the professional-grade Kubota Z400. Right now, get the Kubota Z400 mower for zero down, 0% APR for 36 months. Now through June 30th. See us or go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Your local Kubota dealer is Lynn Benton Tractor on Highway 99E in Tangent. If you've been putting off that home remodeling project but have finally decided to take a leap and get it done, Corvallis Floor Covering can help. Stop by and browse through their large showroom with a wide variety of carpet, laminate, tile, wood and vinyl flooring and window coverings from all the popular brands. Corvallis Floor Covering is at the corner of 2nd and Van Buren downtown or log on to CorvallisFloorCovering.com. Shop local, shop Corvallis Floor Covering and go Beeves! Tomorrow we'll have a little bit more of an Auburn preview, either just you and me uh, doing that to EJ or a combination of that, as well as a guest who can speak to. We have several requests out to writers and broadcasters and haven't heard back from anyone. They may be traveling, so we may strike out there. But we'll, we'll talk more about the series itself and some of the strengths that Auburn will be bringing to the Super Regional this weekend. 7 o'clock now, Friday night. I think people yep. have been apprised of that. Not 7.30, but 7 o'clock for the opener Saturday night, I should say. Saturday, 7 o'clock. And then 7 o'clock Friday, Corvallis Nights. Corvallis Nights baseball with TJ on the call tomorrow night from uh, Lentz Park in southeast Portland. You'll enjoy it, Doc. And I'm glad I look forward to listening as I'm preparing and relaxing and working a little bit, getting ready for the game 24 hours later. 
Gage and Dave are on the line. Dave, hang in there. We're going to go to Gage first, get his thoughts, and probably close with Tumwater, although let's see what's on uh, Gage's mind. Gage, thanks for the call. Welcome to the Joe Beaver Show. Hey, Doc. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I just uh, I was at the ballpark the other day, and I had a thought uh, as I was headed for the restroom, and it's always there are always huge crowds down there. And so I just happened to have a thought and mention it when I was there. It'd be great if they'd pipe your broadcast into the restrooms. <laughs> they do that at uh, T-Mobile. Yeah, they do that in a lot of places, yeah. actually, that I've heard and traveled in and go, to, you know, take, mm-hmm. take a break. And it's on. And it's not, you know, not just the restrooms, but through the concourses and elsewhere. I don't know what would prevent that, Gage. I, I don't know how easily done that is. I think it's a good idea just to help people track. Now, I get the feeling that there's a belief that people who who are listening on the radio have brought their own devices, but not everybody does that. But when they take a break to go to the concession stand, they might like to, to be able to keep following the action. There are usually television monitors for major league games while you're in line at a concession stand. But I do think the audio would be helpful. That's I'll pass it along and see what uh, see what they say. Yeah, I know everybody, just because it takes such a dreadfully long time, <laughs> that uh, everybody that was there uh, thought it was a fantastic idea. Okay, well. So I just thought I'd share that with thanks, you. Thanks, Gage. Yeah, I'll pass it along and see, and and we'll talk about it when we get a chance and see, you know, maybe they've looked into it and found it cost prohibitive or whatever else, but the dugout club, Dominic, the dugout club, that's, <laughs> I think there are other priorities that may top that one, but mm-hmm. from a listener a fan experience standpoint, mm-hmm. more of the fan experience than listening so much as just being able to keep track when you when you feel like, hey, when you as Jeff Goldblum says in Jurassic Park, the original, eh, you got to go, you got to go. You hate to leave the action, but if you can follow it somewhat while taking your little trip, uh, that would be helpful. And it's just like little details, right? Because the, 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 the purpose of that, if you can't see the field and they block it off, and you know, yeah. there's concourses in baseball where you can't see the field. And, you know, just those little, <laughs> tiny little things. And like at T-Mobile Park, for example, even on the, the lower level concourses where you can see the field, they still have it. What if you're like looking straight and walking and dodging through a crowd of people? You're not watching the game because otherwise you're going to walk into a hot dog, man. <laughs> so they want yeah. you, you know, they want the game like if around that can you, happen. It would be, yeah, it would I'll, be good. I'll see if I can figure out what, you know, what, what may, whether, oh, whether somebody says, yeah, I think that's doable. And we've heard about that before and we can, or it's this much of a cost, whatever. We're going to go to Dave and wrapping it up here in a moment. TJ, I wanted to say to you about, you talk about a good day, a good day. You know, Billy Crystal in City Slickers, I believe. It's been a long time since I've seen that film. But they're all sitting around some sort of campfire before Jack Palance comes in and says, you are my number one. Uh, God. No, that's Batman. Anyway, before Jack Palance comes in, Billy's talking about going to Yankee Stadium. and Mick hit one, and they all sit around the fire. That's a good day. As he was describing a day with his dad in the house that Ruth built. Good moment. Good scene in the film. 2000. There's this thing, TJ, that called the playoffs. Yeah. And the Mariners. The Mariners were in them in 2000. And the Beavers were playing the Huskies on a Saturday night. And on a Saturday afternoon, I took my wife, my two daughters, little ones. I had Ellie on my shoulders and Lydia's little and Missy. We had three tickets for four people. 
We passed through the gates, and the guy, the ticket taker, had his head down, scanning tickets, scanning tickets. I only had three. I, was, I thought I was going to have to go into a song and dance to talk my way in with my little L on my shoulders. And he just scanned the ticket, scanned the ticket, and scanned the next ticket. And we, we four entered on three because he never even saw that I had a human being on my shoulders. <laughs> so that was a good day there, just to get in. Watch the Mariners beat the White Sox. Mm -hmm. Then later that evening, watch the classic Beaver Husky football game at Husky Stadium. Is that a good day? And and that White Sox series, I remember, was a good one. It was. It was a great series, and that's a good day in life right there. I think Dave from Tumwater would agree. That's a pretty good day, isn't it, Dave? It is, Mike. Your story reminds me of something I I suspect Dominic can relate to this. Uh, Growing up listening to uh, uh, Mel Allen, Phil Rizzuto, Red Barber doing Yankee games. Mike, I've never heard anything since. When Mickey Mantle would come to the plate, the roar of the crowd, the boos, the cheers, I mean, there's been nothing like that. You know how much I listen to sports. But when Mantle would come to the plate, the place would just buzz with excitement every time. It was just a phenomenon yeah. unto itself. But the uh, conversation you were having with TJ got me to, you know, when did base, football eclipse baseball? Right. Your sense, Mike, uh, conforms with my own. Uh, my sense was that football caught up with baseball in the early 70s and superseded it by far in the 80s. Yes. And that's borne out by the rating statistics. I went online and found some stats. I mean, for example, the first Super Bowl had a rating of 22.6, whereas the highest-rated World Series game of all time, which surprised me, Philadelphia-Kansas City, Game 6, 1980, was a 40, whereas the Super Bowl's been well over 40 uh, ever since, of course, the ratings for baseball have plummeted. Yes. Uh, what was also interesting was that two of the top four Rated baseball games were game sevens, which followed epic game sixes, which speaks to the buzz and the excitement that a great baseball game can have. Now, I refer to game seven of the 75 series, mm-hmm. Cincy Boston, which followed the epic game six, or game seven, 1986, which followed Buckner's tragic right. game, right. Uh, game six. So, uh, but baseball hasn't sniffed at those ratings in the upper 30s. Uh, since the, the the late 1980s, which of course would have been when yep. Bo showed up on the scene. Yeah, and Bo, Bo, well, I was yeah, going to go say, ahead. where is that 2016 Game Seven of the World Series ranked? Dave, Did you, you see that it? 2016? I, I didn't have. I didn't go that far re- down the yeah. listing. It was a good one. Hey, of. we got to go, Dave. Let's talk again tomorrow. Thanks for the call, sir. The 2016 Game 7, I remember, yeah. was a spike upwards, but only into the like mid-20s, yeah. maybe. It, it was an amazing game, and yeah, with and the Cubs of all teams. Yeah, and the Cubs it. and Cleveland. And, I mean, two historic franchises right. mired in futility. Yep. I do think the 16 Game 7 did spike. It did. But not nearly to the old level. No, 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 no. Hey, thanks, everybody, for joining us. We'll try it again tomorrow and talk about the Beavers in Auburn in the Super Regional here on 1240 Joe Radio. Roll tape, please. Here's the microphone. Is this thing on? This is KEJO Corvallis. Everybody hear me? We're on in five. And QID. 1240 Joe Radio.